Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to this... E3 completely unnecessary podcast. We're live at E3. Yeah. No, we're not. Look at us. We're, we're 100 miles away. It's a, it's the podcast. It's June 13th. It's a Thursday. Rare Thursday recording 2019. That's Ian Ferguson on Pat Country. This will be our... We usually do an E3 kind of special. There's so much going on to cover. We were, we were recording this week anyway, but we decided to delay it a couple days. But we're talking about... Uh, Nintendo. Nintendo. Microsoft. We're talking about... Uh, the Hyperkin uh, N64 uh, HD clone, Turbo Graphics Mini, limited run games, a Star Wars arcade announced, and a little bit more. Uh, real quick before we dive in, Game Six tonight: yep. Warriors versus Toronto. Ian's going for Toronto. I'm going for the Warriors. Um, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, Ian put his Ian put his curse on them on, on Toronto. <laughs> so if they lose. Every team I like is cursed. Every every team you like is cursed. And then the, the Blues won the Stanley Cup Finals, which I did not watch one game of the NHL playoffs. That's I'm, I should be ashamed of my street hockey self. Yeah, I I, I haven't either. I've been uh, I've been using um, been using uh, streams of dubious legality <laughs> to to watch basketball. But um, yeah, I didn't I didn't turn in tune in for any hockey this year. Um, hockey, I've said it on here before, I'm sure though. Hockey is one of those sports that really I only I, I love watching it live. I don't like watching it on TV. Um, I have an incredibly hard time following it on TV. Really? Yeah. I, I like following hockey. It's like a video game to me. I can actually follow the strategy on hockey. Going back to my street hockey days, unlike NBA, you can kind of follow the NBA. Anyway, so uh, E3. I would just say this about E3 this year. In terms of the coverage, did it seem like people were like going out of the way to be overhyped about E three this year more than past years to me? Like they, they, I think going out of the way to be more excited about things. No, I don't or think this, so. Or is this a typical mood? No, am I, getting, I mean, am, am I getting old and curmudgeony? I think you're getting it? old and curmudgeony. It just seemed like there was a lot of stuff where people were losing their minds more. I'm like, okay, that's cool, but. Honestly, I, it was a good E3. It, there was a lot of good stuff to see. No one really disappointed. Did, did anyone win E3? I don't you know. I um, they win the, the prize but winning E3? Um, yeah, yeah, uh, E3. Oh, um, <laughs> it, it, it was a better E3 than last year and the year before. There was actually stuff people wanted to see. Last year, no one wanted to see anything? I think last year was pretty lackluster. Last year was that E3 where everyone was like, Okay, it's the end of this generation and nothing's coming. I remember no one was particularly enthused about. But it's, it's even more the end of the generation. Yeah, I mean, but Sony, the, Sony wasn't even there this year. Yeah, but Nintendo announced a lot of stuff. Microsoft did, Bethesda did, Square did a lot of it for this generation, which we'll get into. Um, so no, I, I don't think people were overdoing it, and honestly, I'd rather people were excited, more excited about stuff than just shitting on it all the time. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. Seemed 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 reasonable. 
It seemed reasonable. Enthusiasm levels seemed reasonable. Are you going to go next year? Are we going to do a live podcast from there next year we can set up? No, if there was ever an E3 that would have made sense for us to go to, I think it would have been this one. But I've never gone. I don't ever want to. I've had the opportunity for over a decade This now. would have been the one to go to, really? I think so. Not not like when the Switch was coming out? Uh, I mean, no? this, this would have been a good one to go to. This would have been a good one. What did Bethesda show? I I, I didn't even look. I, I, I watched the uh, Microsoft one, most Nintendo direct. The uh, big thing was Bethesda showed off Doom Eternal. Um, I believe they also talked about Elsewhere. Um, oh, Deathloop? Now my brain is frying. I don't recall. Um, they talked about more updates for Fallout 76. And uh, I think new multiplayer stuff for Rage 2. Uh, basically, they announced a bunch of stuff that's important to the people who like their shit. Oh, okay. I would I would hope so. Yeah. Okay. And, and Square was kind of the same thing. Square's doing a bunch of... Um, Square is doing a bunch of uh, remasters and re-releases of games. Um, the, the big one was Secret of Mana Collection. Mm-hmm. Um, that has the original Game Boy game, uh, the Super Nintendo... Uh, Secret of Mana, and then uh, Saiken Densetsu 3, which was never released over here. Um, and they translated it for the collection, and they announced it during the Nintendo Direct, and then they were like, oh, by the way, it's out on the eShop now, so go get it. Okay. Uh, that's a pretty big drop, because like I said, it's never been officially brought yeah. over here. Um, and I think they're doing that in preparation for it looks like they are launching a uh, remake of the third uh, Secret of Mana um, for the Switch next year. So, so that's okay. I, I never was into that series, but it's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Did uh, did Ubisoft release details of the Assassin's Creed Neanderthal Times uh, game coming out? Got to be honest with you, if there was one thing I didn't really pay attention to, it was Ubisoft. Ubisoft, Watch Dogs Legion is that their big one this year? Because you play, you can play as a grandma killing people. Probably. That, that's that's the news. Like, oh, you can play as an old woman. <laughs> it's like, okay, that that's interesting. Uh, so, and but, J- John and John Bernthal was was on stage for uh, Ubisoft. It looks like for Ghost Recon. I guess he's a oh good old Punisher. Is doing that. So let's jump on into uh, to Nintendo, huh? Yeah, okay. So Nintendo showed off quite a bit this year. Um, this oh, I, I think this was a particularly good year for Nintendo. Um, good vintage. I would say uh, some of the more notable stuff, and I'll um, start with uh, Link's Awakening. Um, they showed a, another extended trailer for Link's Awakening on the Switch. Um, that was the Zelda that came out on the Game Boy originally, and then it had a Game Boy Color port. Um, so the one for this, this is a top-down Zelda game, yep. traditional Zelda game. Yep, traditional top-down Zelda. Um, they showed it off just a little bit further along. The graphics look nice. Um, it was really cute to see, at least for someone like me who, who loves that one, to see like some of the scenes redone, like just to see how they're going to look, like sure. the stupid raccoon and shit like that. So I never played it, so I'm actually looking forward <laughs> oh, to this. It's so good. Vani's looking forward to it too. Because I, I like top down Zelda games. That's what I grew up with. I like Link to the Past, obviously. I like Legend of Zelda. So this is easily the best of them. Oh, so hot take from Ian. I, okay, nope. nope, that's not hot at that's all. That's a hot opinion. That is just fact. It's, it's just fact. That's fact. Uh, objectively true. <laughs> objectively true. Um, and they showed off though uh, quickly one thing that's very very cool. I think that they did not. Um, it was never in the original. So in this one, you can collect dungeon rooms. 
you can ah, you can collect I did see that, yeah. dungeon rooms and you can link together your own dungeons. You can link? So you can do your own run through of a dungeon that you decide where you place all the rooms and everything. Yeah, I, uh, it looks like they it, at least the one they showed it was in like a heart shape and I think they called them something like heart dungeons. I could be wrong. So I don't know if they're always going to be that shape, but yeah, you basically can unlock all sorts of tiles and pieces to That's, make your own dungeon. Instead of like just puzzle pieces or bullshit, then you can do a run through and get like items and extra shit. Yeah. That's a really cool way to to uh, if you if you if you played it before, obviously you still want to play a remastered version because it, it has what it would call like cute toy graphics. That's how you describe sure. it. Um, and and now they add on a, a, a unique element that we haven't seen before, where um, that'll keep it that'll keep it fresh at least. So it's a, a side game almost. Yeah. Now it'd be nice if Nintendo allowed people to share those with their friends, but I have a feeling Nintendo. I was going to bring it up. Way. I was going to bring it up. I have a feeling we're still Nintendo sore will about find it. a way to not let We're still sore about that. that. I would think that that'd be a way to save it and share it with your friends, yeah, Ian. Yeah, but I, 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 it's nothing, a little less... nothing can be assumed with Nintendo. It's a little, a little less uh, arduous on the Switch uh, melting potentially when you're just sharing a, a little dungeon versus the, the multiplayer. I guess. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to carry Nintendo's water here on their Mario Maker 2. They mentioned Mario Maker 2 on the, the Nintendo Yeah, Direct? briefly, but that's because it comes out, like, next week. Okay. They've, they've already said all they, they I missed the first... I actually missed the first... I watched Nintendo. I missed, like, the first 10 minutes, so I, I, missed, I missed the Link's Awakening uh, on it. It's so good. And if you didn't know Link's Awakening, they, 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 unlike Mega Man, they switch it up a bit. They go to an island, and, and you're not just, you know, you know, rescuing Zelda and stuff. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> it's, it's different. It's not, not the... Not to decry Mega Man just re- redoing the same plot 35 times. Focus. Onwards. Sorry. So, <laughs> what? Uh, the, uh, they announced two collections that were actually released that day. I love it when N- Nintendo always does something like that. I love it yeah. when Nintendo brings, like, says, talks about something, and then they're like, oh, you can get it right now. That's happening more in the industry, though. Yeah. They're keeping things under wraps and be like, oh, it's out. Nintendo's been good about not announcing stuff until it's within reach of release or just being like, here's something. So, real quick, it was the Mana collection I mentioned earlier. Um, first Secret of Mana on the Game Boy, um, Secret of Mana for the Super Nintendo, and then the third Secret of Mana, which had never come out here, gets the translation, that's out now. And then the Contra so, collection. So, Secret of Mana 3, that was, was that, a, that was a Super Nintendo release in Japan? Yes. Super Famicom? Yep. Okay. And then uh, the Contra collection is out real quick, going over what it has. It has, um, it's a good collection so far as I can tell. Uh, Arcade Contra and Super Contra, Nintendo Contra, Nintendo Super C, um, Operation C for the Game Boy, uh, Contra 3 Alien Wars, and then uh, Contra Hardcore. So seven unique games, but then it also has um, the Famicom version of Contra, uh, which is so much nicer than the U.S. one, just the little details. Yeah, like you get the little you get graphic details, you get, you get the little map, yeah. like sort of like the the Ghosts and Goblins-esque map, you see where you are. Yeah, you know, cool. Um, and then they put in the European versions of Hardcore and uh, Alien Wars. A little bit different than the, the U.S. Uh, different, uh, Probotector, so it's uh, some different art. I feel bad if you grew up with Probotector Contra in Europe. I feel bad for you. I but just do. It's just less personality. They they did put a bunch of stuff in there, you know, for completionists. Um, Luigi's Mansion 3 was shown off. Um, it looks good. It looks like Luigi's Mansion. That's la- it's going to come out later this year? Yeah. <sighs> yes. And it, and it features Gooigi, the the green Slimer version of <laughs> Luigi, to help you as an assistant. Um, uh, that's gonna, There's going to be a four-player co-op mode. Yep. It looks fun. And then, obviously, the Breath of the Wild sequel was announced. Um, the trailer is we're, great. we're missing some stuff, Ian, but okay. We're going to get there. 
so so okay. those are the big ones, and I'm going to go over the smaller stuff. But obviously, let's let's not just gloss over Breath of the Wild oh, sequel. I'm, I'm not. The game I of the was year. just starting about it. I was just starting to talk. Um, what I liked about the trailer was um, uh, it was darker. It was spooky. It was Grimlord. Uh, uh, Grimdark. Um, Grimdark. Edgelord. No, but it was just it was it was spooky. All right, so it's, it's Link and Zelda going into the castle. For, you for see a castle. There's there's Ganon energy noodles coming at you. Energy noodles. Energy and noodles. then it starts to lift off the ground. Yeah, after you see a, a skull look at you and get so it's Link eyes. and Zelda in space. Maybe. maybe I don't know. I don't know where they're going. This is what I'm going to say about. It. And we talked about this. We said we said there was definitely going to be a Zelda sequel. Not that we're Nostradamus, Ian, on the podcast. No, it's but, it's it's but, worth saying that there's probably always a Zelda in the making. But the reason we say that is because. Uh, Breath of the Wild was completed at least like three and a half years ago. It came out two years ago. It was supposed to come out three years ago on the Wii U. And since the Wii U was gasping for air, they said, Let, we're not going to come out with it. We're going to wait for this to be a Switch launch title. So th- so they've been working on this game for probably at least a good two years. At least they've been working on this. Sure. I could I could probably tell you with confidence. So when this is, is going to come out, I don't know, maybe end of next year, maybe a couple years from now. But... You know, they usually don't do... Nintendo usually doesn't like to say now in development because the last time this happened with Metroid Prime 4, they had to say, oops, we, we're starting from scratch. No Metroid Prime 4 mentioned, right? Oops, so all bears. So that's going to be probably a couple of years off still for Metroid Prime 4 uh, there. But um, the, what, what someone from Nintendo was quoting this saying this is a little bit darker than Majora's Mask. I've never played Majora's Mask. I'm, I'm not an N64 guy. So how dark is that compared to, to Breath of the Majora's Wild? Majora's Mask is... I mean, they're like chopping kids' heads off. And no, like, what it's you... just a darker storyline. I mean, you're constantly under the threat of apocalypse. But, but isn't that that was Breath of the Wild, though? Wasn't that like doesn't that get pretty dark? Yes, I'm just saying. Major, they're right. Majora's Mask is darker. So, do you think this will be and more? Tone, do you think this will be yeah. more of a you know a traditional procedural Zelda where you go to you know Dungeon One, Dungeon Two, less open world? I'd be surprised if they didn't have more like defined dungeons, but I don't know if they'll go back to a, a you know a more traditional structure. Uh, Nintendo seems to kind of not ever want to do do what's obvious. Well, if they're lifting off in in the castle, you think at least the the first chunk of the game might take place there. And then they go. I think it's going to be space Zelda. I'm going to say that we had Jason in space. We're going to, and, and the Leprechaun in space. We're going to have Zelda in space. And what else? Unless it lifts off to another land, like go back to Link's Awakening Island, maybe, maybe. Who knows? Huh? Conspiracy. Um, Animal Crossing got some news uh, delayed. Right? It's delayed until March 20th. They never had an official release date, but everyone thought it was going to come out this year. Um, they've delayed it to March 20th of uh, 2020. Um, as uh, Doug Bowser said, it was to um, alleviate crunch on employees so that they could have a decent holiday season. And quite frankly, that's Does very respectable. Has Nintendo ever come out and said that directly before? That That's the reason why they delayed something for because of crunch? Uh, they talked about it. I, I don't it. think they've ever said directly we're delaying this because of crunch, but they've talked they about don't it. Wanna, but Nintendo delays stuff usually, in, but they give you a good heads up about it so, so the animal crossing looks good it looks like it's going to uh, the big thing is it looks like it's going to involve crafting um and you know really a a much larger ability to uh customize your village um i'm super excited for it that's probably the game i'm most looking forward to right now 
Okay. Um, we don't care about The Witcher 3 coming on there. No. Well, I mean, other stuff real quick. Witcher 3, um, Banjo, and Kazooie got, Banjo and Kazooie got announced for Smash, Okay, uh, which is pretty big. Uh, so so we, we were talking about that before on the phone in private, and that does that potentially mean that there's going to be a new Banjo game? I think that's one of the reasons why people are so excited. Yeah, is, I thought, is, I thought is, people lose their fucking minds for this, because like, more people, so than the other Smash characters. People love Banjo and Kazooie. Um and I think it was rumored that they were going to be in Smash. Like, uh, I think that was one of the rumors that was going around before it came out. So, uh, you know, people like to see that sort of thing come true. But it's a series that hasn't been in, you know, the public eye recently. The last one they did wasn't wasn't very well, good and wasn't like a Banjo Kazooie. I think it's people just seeing characters from their childhood. I mean, that was high school for us. But for a lot of people who are playing games right now, doing YouTube stuff, that was their childhood. Well, and now this is. I mean, now now Microsoft and Nintendo are almost like, a, you know, kissing cousins at this point. They're becoming, sure. It just seems like now in the past year or so, they're really coming out and saying, yeah, we're, we're kind of, you know, we're cool. We're cool with each other. <laughs> While Sony's just, you know, watching from afar. Like, oh, I want to be invited to the party. It's too late. You should have kissed Nintendo first. Should have made that move on Nintendo. Would you, would you imagine now if, if that would... You think Nintendo would ever work with Sony in the same capacity to get a character in Smash? Or like, no, we don't need you. We're, um, we're I don't, I don't think they would. We're good. They can make their own Smash. Well, well, what, are they gonna, what are they going to get that people would care about? The fucking clown from Twisted Metal? Who are they going to get? Kratos. Do you remember that? Remember that awful uh, PlayStation All Stars Smash Brothers game? Oh, yeah, I, I do. I remember playing that. I played that at E3, and I'm like, ooh, this is not good. Did anyone buy that game? Was that a big seller at Luna Video? Games? Um, <laughs> It did sell for a while, uh, especially the Vita version, because I just think there was nothing else nothing at else the to... time. Uh-huh. Um, wow. It just looked wholeheartedly unappealing. There's just no characters that are appealing. Like, so that, it's Sackboy. Boy. Yeah, Sackboy. Good old Sackboy. H- horror, the horror Mario of, of the, the Sony franchise. Um, real quick about Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, just because that's going to be, I think, a... a, a d- not a big, huge game, but a, a decent sized seller uh, on the, on the Switch. Um, I'll just say that the character models. The, first of all, where's Hawkeye? Why can't you play Hawkeye? I think they confirmed he's in the game somewhere, but you can't play him. Hawkeye gets a short. Are you talking about Avengers or uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three? Oh no, I mean Avengers. Sorry, not not uh, Ultimate yeah, Alliance. Yeah, Ultimate Avengers. Alliance three looks great. Uh, Some of the Avengers one. Yeah. So the Avengers one, no Hawkeye. Uh, which which Hawkeye for some reason gets short changed again. And uh, the the character models look look terrible on the Avengers. I just said when I looked at them, they look kind of generic to me. They don't look like the the Hollywood actors, which I guess they didn't get the rights to. But they all look the same. Like I looked at uh, Black Thor Lo- looks incredibly like Thor faces. looks like Captain America with a bigger forehead. <laughs> but then Scarlet Scarlet uh, not Scarlet Widow Black Widow looks like Captain America but with red hair. Like they looks it looks so ultra generic to not let them resemble the actors. I mean at all. Right. And so it was just funny to me. I'm not saying it's gonna be a good game or not. I have no idea. But I just thought that was hysterical to see that they looked nothing like it. You want to talk about Ultimate Alliance three or not? Uh, I mean, just briefly, it looked like it was gonna be good. It, it, it's it's another it's another one of the uh, dungeon. Is- it, it's an entry in a. In the series, it's it's a dungeon a children, crawler type, uh, type game. It's a dungeon crawler. Yeah, it is. With the, this was the Children of Thanos one, right? So you have to fight up all. Yeah, them. but no, it is. They are dungeon crawlers. I mean, that's essentially what the games are. Um, you go through their action RPGs. You level up skill trees and stuff like that. Um, 
Elsa Bloodstone has shown off in it, who I loved, especially in Next Wave Agents of Hate. So it looks like... I have no idea who that is. Elsa Bloodstone? Yeah. So it looks like they're going to have some deeper cuts, which is pretty cool. Of characters? Yeah. Um, can you? Is Fantastic Four going to be in the game? Yes. So that means they're back! They're back, everyone. Yeah. There's going to be a movie at, in two at, years, at like the end I've of, said. At the end of the trailer, it said... Uh, they're it, back! It said featuring characters from... Uh, X Men and and then it showed the Fantastic Four. They're movie. back, everybody. So they're back in they're back in in the Marvel fold. It's official. I'm happy. All right. So what's left from Nintendo? We we got we got everything for them. Uh, I mean, we're missing stuff, but that, that I mean, Astral Chain looked great. Um, no More Heroes three look it looks is an actual sequel to No More Heroes. It looks fantastic as well. Uh, and no, that's about it. I'm sure we missed something, but there was a lot to cover with nintendo but you were impressed by i think you mentioned to me that nintendo's like like this mid-generation yeah i had mentioned it in a text i think nintendo is i I think one of the reasons why nintendo looked so good this year and and they have a lot of nice stuff on display but i think it's heightened by the fact that nintendo has now positioned themselves in a weird way timing wise that this is their this they're they're about to hit the peak of the switch in terms of it's been two years, so years it, we're, we're, in, we're in middle age almost. We're in the middle age yeah. of the Switch. Um, you know, it, so they've got a lot of cool marquee shit to show, whereas Microsoft, you know, they had some... We'll get into that. They had some stuff, and, you know, Sony it didn't even show up. Um, you know, Square announced some good stuff, but it, it's at that point where for other other companies and other systems that are nearing the end of their lifespan, it's, it's getting dry. So Nintendo looked particularly flush. One thing that um, was interesting that the heavy rumors of of these different Switch variants, no mention. Yeah, I think it was said before E three though to not expect to see it. So if it, I, it, it probably still going to happen. I, I would be shocked. Oh, it. I would be very shocked. It, Nintendo's they did it last year. Um, you know they they do treat the E three direct as a little bit more special than most, but, still... but they will release things just as they'll, hey. they'll announce things just as important next month during a direct or whatever. So I mean they could announce it. They'll, they'll announce it later summer or the fall. I figure they'll announce yeah. it in the summer in preparation for the fall. That's that's my guess. Get that get that super switch. Get that super switch. So you're so so when you play Witcher three, your 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 Joy Cons don't melt in your hand from all the heat of processing that. All right, so uh, good on Nintendo. Looking forward to uh, to uh, some of the stuff. Uh, obviously, I think uh, the Breath of the Wild sequel will sell like gangbusters. Again, that'll solidify the solidify that ground that when Metroid Prime Four probably should have come out. They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna have Breath of the Wild there. Well, if, if Nintendo times it right, Vonnie will never not be trying to. Finish I was gonna say, the game. think about Vonnie's personal life. <laughs> She just played a thousand hours. Give, give her some time off now. <laughs> All right, let her play. Maybe we'll play some Splatoon again. All right, uh, Microsoft. Ian, you know I'm a big Microsoft fan. I own a 360, <laughs> so I'm a big Microsoft fan. But um, I watched a good chunk, if not all, of the Microsoft uh, E3 presentation in, in their little stage there, and. Um, I don't want to talk about a lot of the, the individual game stuff because, to be honest, it's not a huge amount of exclusive stuff. Um, we'll, we'll start though with uh, obviously the big, the biggest news since this was like the, the, one of the biggest first. This was like what Sunday night they had this. Was it Sunday? Yeah. Um, Cyberpunk two thousand seventy seven is is going to be 
uh, obviously the huge game next year. And, and they finally solidified a release date. I think they pushed it back, what, twice? Yeah, um, April 16th. April 16th, 2020, they showed like, what, five to seven minutes do you want to say combination of cinematics and gameplay or mostly cinematics? My only concern is about watching this stuff is that it seems like it's tilting more more each year towards just cinematic, like you're watching movie trailers or you're watching movie scenes. Sure. And that bothers me because you're not selling the game, and that's obviously a cliche, cliche but it's true. I would have loved to see during the presentation some actual gameplay. I know usually afterwards I do gameplay and you watch it, but for, the first thing people always see now are these like five to six right. minute cutscenes that... That's not the game. That's not, I mean, it's it's part of the game, but it's not the game itself. But the big reveal, and obviously it looks like a fantastic game, um, is Keanu Reeves shows up. I don't know. This, this guy is showing uh, up everywhere. Keanu Reeves with his bionic arm shows up, and they kept this under wraps somehow for the past couple of years that this game has. We've seen footage of this game now for almost two years, it seems like, at this point. And I guess he's going to be your, your guide through the game. He's like your – I think they described it as he's like um, – He's not like real. He's like a, he's like a he, he was like a downloaded mind of someone or something that still existed. Anyway, you got Keanu Reeves guiding. Like it's just cool, and he showed up on stage. Yep, awkwardly awkwardly reading off of like you know the, the teleprompter, and and people love Keanu, and it's cool that Keanu seems like he's more popular now in his fifties than he was twenty years ago. I can't the believe Matrix. that dude is fifty fucking three years old. He's not cracking. 53. He's a new Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp didn't crack till he was 45. Keanu's not cracking yet. Yeah, it's it's why. It's, it's a Keanu revival. A Keanu sans. Keanu sans? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. that Keanu sans. Yeah. It's strange. This, hap- this happened with Liam Neeson in his 60s where you get a little bit older and now all of a sudden you're popular again. It's it's really interesting. It makes me seem like I'm going to have a revival in my 50s, Ian. It's going to be a. A pat vival. That's what's going to happen. How are you going to have a revival if you never fade away? You never, or you have to say I was never there to begin uh, with. Well, I'm still, I'm still in the come up. Is that what it is? Um, so the the not shocking thing about this E3, excuse me, uh, in general, but it seems like yeah, we know that end of next year we're going to have the next generation. Or uh, that's where we're 2020. Wait, 2020. End of 2020 is what they said, I believe, for the. Um, Microsoft Project Scarlet, which is their next system, which they didn't really talk about much. They wanted to talk they about kinda, the games. They, they kind of shoved the Scarlet at the end, which kind of shows you where Microsoft is at in general with consoles, in that while it's still a, a product and important, the focus is just on the games themselves. I think they, since they corrected with the Xbox One, remember the Xbox One originally was going to be like this entertainment system for your whole family until everyone at E3 said this is garbage and we don't like this and so well they, they've done know. a complete flip I, yes I, they, they, they they learned a hard lesson very hard um, lesson because the, 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 um, the Xbox One is not a bad piece of hardware but they botched that launch so bad that uh, no one wanted to be near it Everyone just remembers. Yeah. Everyone remembers the weird prickish attitude they had about everything. That people are like, "No, we don't want another connect. Why would we want to connect? We don't. We, want, we don't we want don't our care. TV to know right. that we're in our underwear and we, talk to us or whatever the hell they're. We don't care that I can run TV through it because who the fuck cares about cable anymore? Like it was a very weird thing, and they got all attitudey. And I remember who was it? Was it? Oh, plus about the DRM stuff too. That yeah, they had the a DRM stuff on. originally, yeah. and then. Um, 
And then I remember, like, well, what about people who don't want this, that, and the next thing when they were talking, like, when they um, announced it? And the guy was like, well, we do have a console for them. It's called the Xbox 360. And it's like... (sighs) No, dude. So... They they got hit hard with that, and I think they're like so said, humble pie. I think they're learning. They started to learn immediately during that generation. They started offering really good deals with the Game Pass, and now they're on the opposite end. They're like, yeah, we're gonna have a system, sure, but here's what we've really got. That's cool. We've got this Game Pass. You can pay you know ten dollars a month for this and get access to all these games, and you can do well, it through your PC, and you'll be able to do it through this and that. And I honestly, this is what we said. We said, yeah. and we said as soon as they announced originally. Where, you know, some of their console games you can also play with Windows 10. As soon as that happened, I said they don't care about consoles anymore. They might as well don't care right. for the first part of stuff. And that's what's happening. So the biggest news was I kept talking about Game Pass. Game Pass. Like all the indie, all the indie titles that will be available on Game Pass. Well, and I, I mean, off. I'm sitting here yeah. thinking, well, when am I going to try out Game Pass? No, it, I was it, thinking it, the same it, thing. It, I'm it like, seems like a You don't want to lose money by not getting it. So I'm not interested in whatever their system is doing. I'm not interested in a lot of the stuff that they're coming out with now. But I, I do like the idea of the Game Pass, and they did announce some pretty cool stuff. But this is the big Game Pass thing you oh, get. Oh, okay. This is the, the one that's going to be... You can try it for a dollar. It's going to be $15 a month uh, when it's officially released. Oh, okay. You're going to be... The, the 15, that's the Game Pass Ultimate. So that is the one you get. That You get the PC one, which has its own games uh, uh, curated for the PC. Yeah. And you get the Xbox One version, okay. and it includes Xbox Live Gold, which I don't know what that costs anymore per month. Sixty bucks, sixty bucks uh, a, a year. year. Yeah. So, so in essence, then this is getting rolled together. You're getting everything. So, someone like me that I would want to play some titles on the on the PC without buying the Xbox One, but for fifteen dollars a month only, um, if you get some 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 f- few games that may not be available on the PC. I might be in. I might be in the market for an Xbox next generation with, with something like this. Sure. Yeah. I, I'm being totally serious. I might be like, okay, fifteen dollars a month. I don't have to go out and spend uh, sixty dollars on a ton of games. I might. I might be able to get away with fifteen dollars a month, and you get the PC one, and you get that one, and then I'll buy a game here and there that I won't be able to. Sure. Yeah. So Microsoft is selling me with their game plan. It's just, um, I don't know. To me, stuff like... Well, let's go over some of the more important releases. So, um, they talked about uh, Gears 5, getting details and a release date. Did they drop the Of War moniker? It's just now Gears? No, it's Gears... It, well, actually, I don't know. It just says Gears 5 Gears here, 5. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably still Gears of War. A big one for me is Fantasy Star Online 2 is finally yeah. coming over here after years of being Japanese, uh, Japan only. Um, they announced it during the Microsoft conference, but I believe it's going to be on other systems as well. Uh, there is a Switch version in Japan. Hopefully we'd get the Switch version here. Fantasy Star Online, holy shit, that game was one of my favorites. I played so much of that um, when it came out. And I, I miss the aesthetic. I miss the music. I miss the. You world. played it on the Dreamcast. Oh, I play, yeah, I played the. You fuck played out the hell of out of it. Yeah, <laughs> I played it a lot. Uh, are there still servers up for that? Um, I, I believe there are. there are ways that you can still connect. Yes, but I don't know for sure. Um, they announced Minecraft Dungeons, which looks like a that mixture between Minecraft and Diablo. Um, especially if there's a lot of customization in there. I love games like Diablo. No, you don't. Even. You hate gamers. I, but I love Diablo. Um, <laughs> So uh, I think this could be an interesting, uh, an interesting little product. Uh, Battletoads was shown again. I am okay. so not interested okay. in Battletoads. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot about that. Because I, I I saw that. I'm like, can we stop forcing Battletoads? Can we? It's not a thing. It's not really a thing. Stop it. It's not Ninja Turtles. Did you ever uh, see Mean Girls? 
No, Stop actually. trying to make fetch happen. It's okay. not going to happen. Did fetch ever try to be a thing? I don't know. Fetch. So fetch? Yes. Do people say that? Well, that's no, what but, they but, said in But the thing Girls. about Battletoads is this. Is that people that were cheering seeing the Battletoads, I can guarantee you that 95% of them never played it originally when it was out in the NES. They're too young or they never played it. So to them, it's, it's built up in their mind that this is actually a cool retro thing. It's not. It absolutely is not. <laughs> we don't talk about Battletoads at, at PRGE. We don't, we don't have our gameplay sessions back in the hotel with, with Battletoads. And the fact that they still got to show a fucking uh, bike mode. The bike mode was, was known for being extremely unfair. And it is. You have to play it perfectly. It's the third stage of the goddamn game. And it should be the last. And the game, the game design is broken on Battletoads. Two and a half stars, according to uh, Ian in a certain NES game. Guy. Fucking sucks. It, it it's very ambitious. It's the game that everyone it's, thinks is a classic, but it not. isn't. We it's all not. remember it, and lots of people yeah. seem to remember we being all, a great game, but we, it's not. We good. all remember <laughs> playing it for the first couple of stages, and we didn't play it after that. The second stage is abysmal. With, oh, with the, with the yeah. ropes. No, it's, it's, it's not it's, bad. It's just not fun, though. Well, the, that's it's the thing. The slow. game's the it's game's not fun. fun. Yeah, it's just not. The game's not fun. It was overly ambitious, and. I'm taught. I can't tell you how much it annoyed me seeing that. I, I, I wiped it from my mind. Unless you brought it up, I would have forgotten that I saw that <laughs> trailer. Now the beat 'em up stuff could be cool. They, they might have figured out. Okay, the game should be a hundred percent of beat 'em up, not just beat 'em up. And now all these individual sna- snake riding stages and and fucking snow stage, which sucks. If they if they make it like a beat 'em up, like the arcade, then maybe that'll be something something I get behind. But here's the thing. I'm just telling you, telling you out there. The the the, brand, the 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 fucking brand of Battletoads is not a thing. It's not really a thing. <laughs> Stop making it a thing. And hearing people cheer because they hear the pause music when it started, I was like, that, if if a game is 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 nostalgic for the fucking pause music and how difficult and how bad some of its stages were and how how bad a, a biker hover bike stage is, it's not it's not a thing. Drop it. <laughs> fucking drop it, Microsoft. I'm sorry. Uh, Elden Ring. So Elden Ring, the, the news leaked that this was getting worked on, and they kind of had it near the end of the presentation, I believe, if I remember correctly. And uh, George R. R. Martin's collaborating on it. You know, he's he's a guy behind With Miyazaki from from Software, and uh, it'll likely be a Dark Souls like tough boy RPG. And... Is that his new genre? Tough boy RPG. <laughs> tough boy action RPG. <laughs> tough boy RPG. Um, <laughs> tough boy genre. A lot of people will you know puff their chests about it. I I would try to play well, it. I like fantasy settings. Um, chances are I would play it and do miserable yeah. at it and walk away from it just like every other from. I wonder if George R. R. Martin collaborating was literally okay. We're going to pay this amount of money, put your name on it, or if he actually put his ideas of the story. Or I, I have a feeling he probably put stuff into okay. it. Okay, he, he, he seems fi- like that kind he of. He hasn't guy. finished his novels yet for Game of Thrones. Well, that's why he's busy doing all this other shit, <laughs> procrastinating. <laughs> I actually, actually, I actually know someone who met him. Randomly, and like he was calling to say, "Oh, like I had a show," and said, "Oh, we'll get pizza somewhere." And they actually went out and had pizza with his wife. He's a really cool dude. Like, like yeah, really, really that's what dude. I've heard. Yeah. He also looks like he's comfortable all the time. I don't know what it is about the clothes he wears, but you see, pig- he's always in like very nice looking. He's hanging out in like Massachusetts somewhere yeah. by the dock <laughs> yeah, with his hat exactly. and his little his little windbreaker. <laughs> Just looks like a comfortable guy. Yeah, I want to be comfortable Ian, going yeah. forward in my forties. I want to be comfortable. I want to be handsome. I want to be comfortable. I think you're handsome, Ian. Get some, get some khakis. You don't think you're handsome? A little zip-up fleece. 
I mean, I just don't care. We're gonna glow you up a little bit. Yeah, do the glow up when you hit when you hit thirty eight. <laughs> so here's a big one. Here's a big one we should talk about. Did we miss something in the Microsoft? Nah, I don't think so. Is that how we finish it? Talk about how cute you are or not? I guess. Oh, we didn't talk about how. Okay, we didn't talk about how Halo Infinite's gonna be a launch title on the Scarlet system. So that oh. was that was a big. We should mention that, Ian. That's I probably guess. one of the biggest things. And it, it was a five minute teaser. Some guy in space finds uh, Master Chief. Master Chief, he brings him in. Master Chief is gigantic. He should he should be playing center in the Knicks. And um, uh, please help out the Knicks. Anyway, so um, that was that was the only thing that basically tell you that oh you're gonna need to buy our new system is because of Halo. But they didn't probably tell you that it probably is gonna be by that point on computers or whatever else. Right. But uh, and, and real quick about just the specs on, on the Scarlet slash PS5, they're going to be the, almost exactly the same, probably. Uh, ray tracing, which means more more power, um, potentially 8K, which almost no one will ever need ever, 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 um, really. And, and then the solid state uh, hard drives, solid state drives. Right. So that to me is probably the biggest takeaway is that you're running out of things to give these systems. The solid state drive basically means no more load up times because um, it's so much quicker than than a regular spinning hard drive. It doesn't have to right. spin um, to access the information. It's almost instantaneous. So that was really the what they pushed about. It's going to be powerful. And Microsoft, I think, I think it was that Phil Spencer has come out and said that. Oh no, this is not going to be the last. Uh, home console we do it could be though it could be we'll see where we are in five six seven years from now but at that point once you once you buff it, up the power that much get the solid state hard drive you're gonna run out of things to add to the system each generate you're, you're running out I, I think we're gonna see more of these minor incremental mid-generation upgrades i i, I think they'll oh they will always sell some sort of console even if it's bare bones a a a, a uh, simple stupid you let just take this out of the box and hook it up but yes. you know the libraries are going to be uh, the same as steam or the microsoft store we're not going to have separate it's going to start blending more and more yeah, together we're, not, I, I, we're we're going to yeah we're going to stop having separate ecosystems and it sounds like already microsoft is doing that it sounds like basically their windows uh, experience and whatever their new scarlet experience is going to be it's sense. probably going to be about the same you're going to you're going to pay 15 bucks a month to get your whole library plus all, new games will probably come later on you'll buy those obviously up front and then the scarlet is your little computer caster you know yeah, exactly. equivalent and, that and, just and, puts and, it on and they're investing heavily in cloud stuff so right we're we're getting there we're getting there okay moving on ian what, so okay. we called this Oh well, we didn't really. We didn't call, call it. it. We, we talked about this three we years ago. We talked about it three years ago. We wanted it. We wanted to talk about the Turbo Graphics, Graphics. Classic yep. Edition, which is now the Turbo Graphics Mini revealed by Konami. Konami remembered last year that they bought these properties uh, from from Hudson Soft back in like 2010, 11, and said, so, "You know what? We should try to." actually use these IPs collecting <laughs> dust. Yeah. But that's what I tweeted out. So uh, we're getting a Turbo Graphics Mini. There's going to be a PC Engine Mini and a PC Engine Core Graphics Mini. Um, some of the games they announced already. Um, they only announced about, about five or six, right? They announced a couple different ones for Japan. Easebook 1 and 2 got announced here, so there will be some CD games on there. Um, I believe uh, Castlevania Rondo of Blood, Dracula X, was uh, announced for over there. That better come out of. Do we have a here. website for that announcement? I don't see that here. Um, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, they announced Alien Crush. I think it was weird that they didn't lead, lead with Devil's Crush. 
maybe there'll be enough games on well, there that they can warrant two. Alien Crush came out first. Maybe they're taking. Yeah. We got R Type. Hold on. We got R. We got, the video's cool. We got R Type, yeah. New Adventure Island. You gotta get. You gotta get. You gotta get the, the B. Uh, Ninja Spirit, very very good game. Yep. Um, you said E's one and two. Dungeon Explorer. Dungeon Explorer isn't bad. Dungeon it, Explorer is it's, good. It's it's a multiplayer, you know, sort of overhead Zelda sort of type of gauntlet. Know. It's a little more. Eh, it's a little more than Gauntlet because you because you explore, you go back. Yeah, and forth it's an more. open world, but it's all the world. fighting is like Gauntlet. Yeah. Okay. Well, Zelda's kind of like Gauntlet. I mean, it's got that. like Top the monster thing. generators and sure. stuff too. So no, I, we we played it yeah. on our, our short lived Let's Play show. Uh huh. We played this Let's Play where Ian got you know was hurting that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I started. The glory of the past is within your grasp. Um, know your classics, and so then they show off. Uh, prepare for impact. They show off the. Core graphics mini, like you said, the PC Engine mini. The only real difference is the color schemes uh, there, and then the Trevor graphics, which looks really weird compared next to the other two. Yeah, because we had to butcher the, the North American design of the Trevor. We got it. We can't be small. It needs to look big. We gotta so make it's it bigger. Full of power. Yes, <laughs> full of fucking power and nutrients. <laughs> Nutrient rich. The Turbo Graphics sixteen part of a complete breakfast. Um, <laughs> now I want a Turbo Graphics cereal. Thanks, Ian. <laughs> but. uh uh, I was going to say, oh, one of the cool things they announced is uh, up to five player support. Yes. Um, which um, probably you got to buy something, but you yes. Do. Yeah, you have to get a tur- I'm sure they'll make a mini turbo tap. <laughs> Damn you. I, 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 when I was 10, I had to do that. Now I got to do it again. Um, I know that Dungeon Explorer, for instance, supports five players. I'm certain there will be a Bomberman on there to support five there players. There has to be, because let me tell you something. I bought, the, I, I bought oh. it as a kid. I bought the Let Turbo Tap as a kid. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something, brother. I bought the Turbo Tap as a kid, and you know what? You know what games I ended up using for Battle Royale. My friend was like, "This game is trash." I'm like, "You know what? You're right." Because <laughs> we didn't get Fire Pro Wrestling, unfortunately. Maybe that'll be in the PC Engine version. Uh, we didn't get that. We had Battle Royale in in the states. So six games announced so far that we know in the U.S. Uh, slash European editions. Uh, R-Type, New Adventure Island, Ninja Spirit, Easebook 1 and 2, Dungeon Explorer, and Alien Crush. So it's interesting because now they're basically coming out saying that with, with Rondo, and Blood, Rondo Blood, we have to have some CD titles on here, obviously. Yes. Because people expect that. Yeah, in the U.S., you know, there were some popular CD titles. Easebook 1 and 2 is obviously one. But um, in Japan, uh, like, half the games are CD-based. For instance, if someone came out with, like, a clone system... If, I did, if it didn't have the CD attachment, I wouldn't be able to play half my game. So I think they realize that they've got to put some of those on there, especially for the Japanese version. Um, uh, otherwise, they're going to oh, be missing out a, here a you huge go. chunk. They, a huge the, the, the ones announced for the Japanese one is uh, Superstar Soldier. Nice. Uh, Bonk's Adventure over there was PC Kid. And Castlevania Ronda Blood. That's the one they announced so far, it looks like, according to according to this. Um, it's going to have... See, those three are an immediate... I mean, they're an immediate yes. We can, get, we can get Superstar Soldier here too, hopefully. Yeah. I, I have to imagine that we're going to get, I'm hoping, 20 games. No, I want 30 games. I want this to, to match the Genesis. 30 or 40 games. You can probably do 40 games easily just because they own the rights to so many of these first-party titles. They can put on a lot of these shooters. Yeah. We should, we should get Superstar Soldier. We should get Blazing Lasers. We should get, uh, you know... Hopefully, Lords of Thunder and Gates of Thunder, right? Final Soldier. We, we should get, like, ten shooters. You Minimum. Could, you, I mean, there's, I think, uh, so, there was a website, I can't remember which one it was. Give me Deep Blue. 
But I think the, I think the number <laughs> uh, I think the listed number of shooters on the PC engine is like ninety three or something. So and you, probably half are first party. So you could at least you, can, you could <laughs> you could conceivably do, do maybe shoot, maybe that's uh, what they'll do with like one of those. You could conceivably have a chest shooter. Ian's pants. He needs to change them already. He's. Like, he's I mean, like, I own a lot of them already, but I would. I would buy it for the ease. You're going to definitely get blazing. In the U.S. You're going to get blazing lasers. That that was like the closest yeah. thing to like the pack and title shooter that everyone had on Turbo. So they also said, okay, you're going to get all right. Uh, uh, we don't know yet if the core graphics is going to have different games than the PC right. one. We don't know. I would hope not. I hope it's just a choice because at that point, I think your triple dipping is kind of weird. Um, to me, because the core graphics in P- did the same exact shit that the the, P- the PC engine did. So, the only thing I can think um, of is like they if they wanted to do like one that was mostly RPGs or platformers or whatever, and one sure. that was mostly shooters or something. That's all I can think of. It really depends on how deep their library is, though, because if we're talking about three sets of games. I think they would have to have 30 games for each to make it uh, reasonable. I don't think they're going to pull out 90 lights different. I, I don't know. We'll see. No, I think you're going to have probably 89% the same on all three. Yeah. You have to. Okay, so they said that um, you're going to do, let's see. You're going to you're gonna get quick saves. So it's obviously be emulation. Virtual simulated CRT scan lines. You need that playing turbo games. You need to see those black little lines. And the original 4-3 aspect display ratio optional multi-tap will be available that uh please think hard before you buy that multi-tap don't make the same mistake pat did with his allowance of money <laughs> almost th- 30 almost 30 years ago because i got i got my tour graphics to christmas a 90 so don't don't make my same mistake think about think about how many friends you have think about if you have five friends that would play triple graphics games because pat because <laughs> pat didn't he had maybe one or two just think about it because now you're gonna have first of all let's talk about the cost they can't sell this for more than eighty dollars in the Genesis. It can't do a hundred dollars like the PlayStation, no, because you don't have the audience that the PlayStation has for this. I think this is going to be eighty bucks. Um, I think it's going to be thirty to forty games. I'm hoping forty games. Um, there's enough that you can do at first party. Uh, will, will you be able to uh, get stuff like Splatterhouse on here? You hope you get Splatterhouse. You hope. Um, when you think about the U.S. stuff, go back and watch our video. But um, sports titles. Give me that TV sports hockey on there. Throw those on there. You got those 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 uh, lesser known. Give me world class baseball if, if you can get that on there. You know, like yeah, you'll, you'll get some sports, but not world court tennis. That's a good one. That's that's the RPG mode tennis game. That's give fun. me final lap twin. Give me yep. give me. Uh, is, that. That, is, that, is that the RPG that's one? The RPG, RPG racing racer? game. Yeah, both by Namco. You're gonna get fucking throw all three bonks on there. You're not doing another one. You're not using the bonk part. Give me all. Give me bonk one, two, and bonk three CD. Throw them on there. Look at the wall behind you there. Fuck it. Yeah, get me some of these games that we never heard of. Get me, get me a Chu Man Fu on there. Why not? Will you get Magical Chasing? Will you get some of those titles, you think? Why not? I don't know about Magical Chase, but... Why not? Sapphire. I think Sapphire is a potential for at least the... Uh... But why hold back any of those expensive rare titles? There's no point. You're not going to re... Ma- What's Magical Chase doing? You're going to release Magical... Magical Chase Hudson? I thought that was a separate company. I, I said no. I'm saying no magical chase because I thought it'd be a licensing. Who, who published issue. Magical Chase? Let's find out. Magical Chase. Uh, magical Chase is collecting dust at IP right now. Uh, developed by Quest, released by Palsoft. Yes. Yeah, so there's no guarantee I, that it, that could be a licensing issue. Come on, Konami. Konami, you got you got the money for it. But but the good news is that obviously is Konami owning this. You can get you can get Rondo of Blood. 
That's good. I'm trying to think of another big Konami release that was on PC Engine or Turbo Graphics. I'm struggling. Is that really it? <laughs> but in terms of the US, yeah, I mean, they, they did some good ports of like Salamander and Gradius and stuff like that. But I oh, mean, Japan, okay. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know if they would saturate that market, being that they release that stuff yeah. elsewhere. You know. Okay, I think it's going to be eighty bucks. It's going to unfortunately only include one controller, which sucks because they 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 want to milk you. So you know what? Now I don't. Okay, now it can't cost eighty bucks. It's got to cost sixty or seventy because everyone's going to have to buy the fucking multi tap to play two players. Oh no, there's two ports on it. Yeah, there's two ports. There's two ports on it. It looks like a USB almost yeah, port. There's two USB ports, so two player stuff shouldn't be too bad. It's if you want to really do the five player shit. So I guess it'll come with two controllers then. I don't know. We'll, we'll, have, to, we'll have to see. Please, please, please include two controllers on here. Uh, okay, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. I will buy at least one version of this, if not two. I feel it's my duty as a Turbo Graphics collector to do that. To show I, I will buy the. Uh, um, I'll buy the 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 traditional white PC Engine one. Traditional, yeah. The ones you can you can buy them on uh, on eBay Japan for like twenty bucks, but it costs fifty dollars to ship them. <laughs> no, they used to be. Now they're more money. They used yeah. to be really cheap because it sold very well there. So in terms of, of, of the excitement for this, we talked about this, that obviously this no one... longest topic by far. No one had... <laughs> it deserves it. TurboGrafx um, did okay in the US for the first couple of years and it died out. Um, so I think people are going to have a, a strange interest in this because they never had it. They yes, heard about exactly. this. A lot of people hadn't heard about this the past 10 years until YouTube and retro gamers. Even emulation of this is kind of a pain because uh, the best... Uh, Magic well, Engine, right? Magic Engine, which is great. It's probably what they're using on this. And, and honestly, Magic Engine deserves your support. It's a fantastic emulator. But there, it's one of the few emulators that you do have to pay to get everything unlocked. Like uh, CD support and... Uh, and sound, I think. I'm sure that, that people have figured out ways to get Yeah, but still, I'm just saying like... It's there are correct versions, but it's not just download and do it because you're high and you want to oh, play sure. a game real quick. Well, because um, there's so, not because no one had the, the Turbo Graphics. So, so Magic Engine, um, you know, is one way to do it. But outside of Magic Engine, there's really no good way to play a lot of these games. The last time they were really available was um, uh, on the Wii for the Virtual Console. Yes. So uh, this, you know, people who wanted to explore it would either have to have a Wii that already has those titles on there, a friend or themselves actually having one. Um, but it's hard to find. Turbo stuff's expensive. It's expensive. So there's Even a monet- the common stuff's kind of hard to find. There's a monetary barrier. So, so people- this is going to make it easy for anyone who is ever curious to go out, grab one, and play it. And I think just the novelty factor of that alone will get will make this the, at least a moderate success. Okay, I'm I'm down. Thanks, Konami. Otherwise, I was going to come at you and buy the IPs from you. If you didn't do something with this, um, this will this will sell not as well as an NES Classic or Super Nintendo Classic. It, it'll probably sell, hopefully, better than the crappy PlayStation Classic that I think even PlayStation fans are like, "This is hot garbage." Oh, want. yeah, no, no one liked that. But we all love this. All right, so Ian, news out of Hyperkin Land. Hyperkin always showing up at E3. They uh, they, they, they always they always got a showing. They announced this. Uh, this was either leaked or announced right before E3. Um, so Hyperkin is putting out their uh, Nintendo 64 clone called uh, the Ultra 64. Uh, well, Re- Retron Alt. Alt. Retron Alt. I guess short for the Ultra, Ultra 64, 64, which is the original. Yeah, N64 the original name. development name. Um, so it'll be the the big thing here is uh, HDMI out. 720p. Upscale. 720p HDMI out. N64. It was never a particularly great looking system, but it looks like 
utter fucking dog trash on um like a flat screen TV. It, it's it's you are meant looking. to look at N sixty four games through a filter. You yes. literally are. Nintendo put on filters so you couldn't see the jagged edges and things of that nature on N64 games. So it's it's rough on a flat Be careful TV what you wish with, for. We're with, upscaling N64 games. With, well, that's... No, what I'm saying is... I, I mean, it's not going to look great, oh. but it's going to help. I'm saying like a, a, a raw... Um, RCA signal into a flat screen TV, which is how oh, people no. are doing it yes, now. But you it's don't miserable. But you don't want to clean up the signal too much. On these, you know, Basically, you don't want to remaster N64 games. That's what I'm trying to say, like to 1080p. Sure. You know. Um... It's going to be a uh, HDMI. It's going to be uh, USB power. Um, comes with one controller. The Admiral controller. The Admiral controller. And Four ports, just like an N64. It appears to be using um, some sort of emulation. It has to be. Uh, there. Well, it has to, or else they wouldn't be able to have this yeah, at uh, this point. Uh, FPGA on the N64, from what I understand, is not a thing we are going to see anytime, anytime soon. soon. Um, and this is using some sort of emulation. Uh, there were pictures that came out of E3 of uh, Mario Kart, the TV screen, on one of the levels. Um, uh, came through glitchy like it wasn't there. It was all screwed up. And I guess that's a that's a uh, known bug in one of the big emulators. So I don't know. I was going to say. So, so it, it's, it, it's, it's good. I mean, emulation on the 64 has come a long way. This is not going to be perfect. And I am shuddering at the thought of trying to explain or sell this to people. Um, because it's not going to be 100% compatible. Yeah. I'll really have to see how close it gets. But uh, if it's one of those things where like popular games have graphic problems and glitches, it's going to be real hard for me to sell this, especially when regular Nintendo well, 64s, they're very popular now, but they're not like, they're not as scarce as say, I don't know. It just it seems like a weird release. Is, well, I think I think it's jumping the gun. That's the you problem. think they should have. Well, here's the thing: if if you have if you own Hypercan at this point, you already came out with every other cart based system you possibly could with an audience. You did Atari, you did Nintendo, you did you did Super Nintendo, you did Genesis slash Master System with, you know, you did your Retron Five, you did you did everything. Ian, this yeah. is it. This is the last cartridge system that people are going to care about. This is it. So you got You got to come out with it sometime, or else your competitors will. Oh, sure, they will. And people do need an a, an HDMI solution for almost every console. And you can buy upscaling cables, or you can buy something like this, but. If the cables cost almost as much as this is going to cost, you might as well get the console. That's probably people were probably thinking, right? Which right, makes, which would make perfect sense if you didn't, if you were fine with some potential glitches, with potential glitches. So, so this is what I'm going to say: they're obviously going to have to license one of the was there two or three decent N64 emulators. I haven't kept up with. Why would I keep up with N64 emulation? All I know is this: you go from you go from it being something that they're never they've said definitively, but in the past this is impossible to emulate. Uh, someone releases was it Ultra? What was it? Um, what was the emulator? It came out in the middle of the night in, in the early two thousands, late nineties. Oh yeah, I can't remember. Ultra was it Ultra HLE? Whatever. And then we're like, holy shit, this is this is possible. And so that's why they're still trying to catch up and be able to do this properly. If you do an FPGA, obviously that'd be great, but it could take someone like Kesher's years to do that, to program it and figure it out. Yeah. And they can't wait, so it's going to have to be an emulator. The fact that they're saying we're not sure what it's going to be, no, you're going to you're going to, it's going to be an emulator. It's going to it's going to it's going to probably rip the ROM off off the cartridge the same way the Retron 5 does. You have to if it's an emulator. Yeah. So it'll be cracked. It'll it'll be like an N64 
emulator boxes are just emulator boxes at this point, which is good though because you don't have to worry about the rumble, uh, the you know the um the, the expansion pack support. You don't have to worry about it; it'll be built in. You know, there's a little so, door. It shows a little door for it. Or it shows maybe, a door for it, or maybe it's just uh, maybe that's just a. Um... I think that's just a door, Ian. To, 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 I don't think you're gonna have. To, you, you no, buy I would hope pack. not. But I'm, I'm saying there's. It you know literally much? shows the door for the expansion pack. Because I don't think someone. I don't think they, they stopped making those expansion packs, right? Including Hyperkin. As far as I know, they don't. Make them no, this is going to be built into the emulator. You're not going to have. I'm buy just something. saying it shows a door on there. I'm sure it could just be a decorative element, but it's there. Yes, yeah, that's the reset button. <laughs> it's they made the reset button uh, there. That's what, that's what it is. Uh... <laughs> that would be bad. We're, we're gonna sell you. We're gonna sell you a clone, and then the expansion pack as well on top of it. Um, uh, this looks like trash. To me, what looks like trash? Uh, it must. I'm sure it's just a prototype. Yeah, it's got to be a prototype model. So, so to me, this all comes down to what's the price on this. If this is sixty bucks or less, you're gonna sell a ton. If it's eighty, a hundred bucks, you're not. Um, especially if it's potentially be glitchy. If it's sixty bucks. You know what? I'll take a chance that some games don't play properly. Even though they're going to have to disclose that, and they're going to have to do be able to do uh, firmware updates, obviously, like with the Retron, where once once they figure out the glitches of other games and, and work at it, you know, you can update it. I think we're looking at 70. Um, the Retron 77 is partial emulation, and that came out at 70. Okay. Um, so, I, I I mean, just using roughly the... It, it, was, it didn't stay at 70. But that had just, switches. I but, still gotta buy one, by the way. I want one. I do want a Retron seventy seven. Actually, it's one of the only like clone systems I've wanted. It has like the glitch button on it. You make it's, glitchy. It's small. <laughs> yeah, it's got the fry button. <laughs> anyway, okay. So, uh, so you're you're kind of surprised that they announced this early. Maybe wait a year or two. Um, was there is there a release date plan for this that we see or no? I don't believe so, but I would imagine very soon. Very soon. I would imagine we'll by be the end of the it. year. I, yeah, we'll see it by the end of the year. Absolutely. No N sixty four classic yet. That's still not out. You know why? Because the emulation isn't perfect. Nintendo ain't going to do it themselves. They're going to wait for someone else to perfect it and do it. All right. So, like I said, 60 to 80 bucks we're thinking for this? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ian, our pals at Limited Run, did their they do they do their own little presentation video. It's goofy. It's fun. It's like, it's, it's, it's charmingly low budget with like um, fake people in the crowd and like a, a rendered stage. So, the biggest thing to take away from their uh their their slate of upcoming releases they're doing their last uh their last vita uh title uh but but the big the big thing is the star wars licenses they they have acquired they've done a deal with disney for i believe it's not just star wars but also disney games but obviously the big thing is they're doing star wars physical re-releases of games from the 90s yeah and, and other lucasart stuff let's go i'll go through the list real quick so um Curse of Monkey Island, Monkey Island 2 Special Edition, and Secret of Monkey Island, and then Secret of Monkey Island Special... Well, okay, so those are games special editions. Those games are fantastic. It's awesome that they're coming out. Um, Then, Star Wars for the NES and Game Boy. Star Wars Bounty Hunter on PS4. Star Wars Dark Forces PC. That's a cool one. I will probably snag that. Star Wars Episode One Racer, PC and N64. Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back, NES and Game Boy. Star Wars Jedi Knight, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2. Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. Star Wars Racer Revenge, PS4. Rebel Assault, PC. Shadows of the Empire, PC and N64. TIE Fighter, Woo! yes, PC and X-Wing. Woo! Hurrah! 
Uh, so Sad these... to see the Super Nintendo ones are missing. Well, we'll get we'll get to that in, in a bit. Let's start with, with, with what's here. This is the majority of the of the uh, Star Wars games from the '90s. These are most of the heavy hitters uh, that you would expect to say. Okay, remember the best Star Wars games from the '90s? Go. Uh, Dark Forces. It, I, I'm so excited about Dark, Dark Forces. Forces. I don't know if you can say it's underrated as a game. It's underrated. It's a first first person shooter. It's Star a Wars sleeper. Game. It's a sleeper. Somehow a sleeper. By the way, Star Wars Jedi Knight is really Dark Forces Two Jedi Knight. I'm not gonna, but they probably try to erase that from memory because they kind of switched the Dark Forces monitor to be Jedi Knight at that point because. Dark Forces is fucking cool. You know why? No lightsabers. Sorry, it's a not game with no, a one. Not a one. And you get the job done. But you know what? They had to turn my my mad Kyle Katarn into a Jedi, of course, because Star Wars nerds need everyone to be a fucking Jedi. Sorry, go on. Um, so what's um, what's really cool about this is it, this is what official the first official re-releases of N sixty four games, um, I believe, as well as uh, Game Boy games standalone titles that that have come out before nice. officially getting re-released and and actually uh nes as well i'm trying to think well we got metal storm uh and that's out so okay but the first i think game boy and n64 ones definitely n64 with with the real license um that's impressive and obviously we're going to wait to, wait to see what accoutrements come with these and what are we going to get with with, with these uh, we're going to get pins. We're going to get coins. We're going to get a Kyle Katarn figure, please, in in, in Dark Forces. That would be great because that was a Shadows of the Empire figure. Uh, so the only thing's missing from here on N64, you don't have uh, you don't have Rogue Squadron. Um, no Rebel Assault Two, but no one cares about Rebel Assault Two. The first one's one everyone remembers and right. loves. Not that Rebel Assault Two is bad, but one is you, you only for an FMV yeah. game. You, you, need, you only need one. But these are these are the games. Yeah, these are the games. I I can't uh, wait for Tie Fighter, X Wing, and Dark Forces. No, I will get Dark Forces. So conspicuous by their absence, though, is the Super Star Wars trilogy, which I is noticed an, that immediately. Which those, is an I love those excellent trilogy of games. Four and a half stars, according to a certain Super Nintendo guidebook. That's being developed um so you don't know why they're not on here um but i would think that once they run through these they would think that you know maybe someone at disney doesn't know that they were big hits even though star wars was a million was a million seller one of the one of the eight to ten million sellers super nintendo games and those games did so much so much uh goodwill in the 90s to help keep star wars alive and to transfer the love of it to the next generation, you know, because you know you're ten years old, you're seven, you're you're twelve, and you didn't grow up. You were too young to grow up with Star Wars. Sure. The only thing you had was those dumb Ewok movies, you know, in the mid '80s. So it was a way to, to relearn the trilogy in a cheap way, because not everyone had a PC in the early '90s to even get X-wing and Tie Fighter, but sure. a lot of kids had a Super Nintendo. So. It's strange not to see that trilogy on here. I think eventually they're gonna, they'll have to work out a deal to get those. I'm not sure why uh, they're not here. Because when you see Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back on NES, those did not do the the, the, the movies justice yeah, at all. Those are not very good. <laughs> those aren't good. I don't know about the Game, the Game Boy, Boy version. ones. They're not very good. Are they similar? They're similar, yes. So that's strange to me. Maybe they want to see how those do first, but you, if you came out with the super star Wars trilogy and did like a box set version and kind of made it like a VHS box set, you would sell a jillion of them. Yeah, you would. 
Um, and even though those games aren't super expensive to find on their own, if you if you add in enough cool little little uh, grabby stuff in there, I think you would sell a ton as a box set. I think you'd have to do a box set of those three. I think you would have to. And I think it would sell. Um, so the first one that's going to come out is going to be Star Wars Bounty Hunter on PS4, and then they're going to transition into these. And I believe um, this is going to come out at a fairly quick uh, clip uh, here. But the good news is that now they establish a relationship. If they sell well, you have the whole Disney game vault that you can more easily get at. And that includes Mickey Mouse games that you can get at uh, for re-releases if people want to, you know, the Genesis Mickey Mouse games or Super Nintendo games potentially. Yeah, that, that's that, that's important. Is there anything else you think that's missing here? I'm not, you know, Shadows of the Empire, having having that, you know, I think, is going to be a I big think, one, I too. I think Shadows of the Empire is going to be one of the biggest ones. That that was a one that, the, for the teenage crowd, I remember in the, in the mid-'90s, that was like, holy shit, this is cool. I'm sure there's a reason for Rogue Squadron not being there. Um, it is fairly popular, at least at the store, but I think Shadows of the Empire is the real the real important one there for Star Wars fans anyways. And episode uh, one racer is really nostalgic for a lot of people younger than us. Better than the movie that spawned it. I was going to say like that was probably the big what episode one game. Yeah, it was a great game. Out of the ones that came out. So, a great arcade game. Remember the arcade game? Oh god, the arcade game was fantastic. The the actual pod oh man. Man, you don't see that that often anymore, do you? Wow. I, I I don't think I've seen it since it was current. That game was thrilling. Yes, movie not as much, but that game was <laughs> that game was thrilling to play. Um, so all was, the thrill of that two-hour movie am, condensed into one quarter. I am in for Dark Forces. I'm likely in for Tie Fighter and X-Wing. Here, I think those um, three I would I would want to be in for. And I will wait to see how the NES, uh, Star Wars, and Empire games look and what's included because those games are they're they're a struggle to get through. Yeah, they're not. I reviewed uh, the Star Wars one. It's their struggle. Empire, I think, is even more difficult than the Star Wars one. Yeah, they're not fun. And then, um, yeah, there's lots of other stuff that can go into the... Oh, the LucasArts vault is huge. And you got the Indiana Massive. Jones games. Massive, yes. In, oh, you do Indiana Jones trilogy re-release Super Nintendo. Ooh. There you go. All right. So, good times for limited run. Good company. They're, they're blowing on up here. And uh, we got more Star Wars news, too. Um, arcade one up... Uh, announced quite a quite a showing at bringing E3. the heat bringing the e3 um, heat so arcade one up if you aren't aware um real quick they're a company that's been around since i think last year um they started to put out many art like three quarter size arcade cabinets like four foot tall arcade cabinets. right um and uh with licensed games joysticks everything so they did a couple they did like an asteroids one um they did a trackball one that had centipede millipede and uh <clears throat> um Missile Command. Yeah, they started with like four or five games. Now they're doing twelve in one games. They've, they've, that's like the new version of them. So now, now that there's, so, there's, there's a Final Fight version, which has, um, uh, I believe, was it Strider, Final Fight, um, yes, a couple other games. So the big ones that they announced that, uh, at E3 that are coming out, they are announcing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. It's going to have four joysticks, and it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the arcade game, and also Turtles in Time. Beautiful um, with the four with the four players like ready to go on that. That is awesome. Um, and then now keep this in mind though. This is a this is not a wide or really wide control panel. So you're going to be crunched with four players. It's it's all about the novelty. Um, and then the Marvel superheroes machine. Um, this is a great one. Uh, the it, it will have um, Marvel superheroes, X Men, Children of the Atom, and the Punisher on it. Um, 
Children of the Atom is super fun in Marvel superheroes. Children of the too. Atom was the first time they did, they did a they did a fighting game with the Marvel properties. Uh, was the first one. Yes, and uh, that one I, uh, I believe so. Or no, I think Marvel superheroes was. Ah, okay, shit, I'd have to look. I think I'm right, but I okay. think you're right. Um, so the Punisher being on there is interesting because that is the first time that game has been re-released, I believe, at all anywhere. Really. Can you think of it after the after the Genesis version? It came out any, any collections or digital sale? I don't. No, I, I can't. And think that's of it a, either. It's a bloody violent, really, really good beat 'em up. You know how really easy, good. You know how easy it is to accidentally type super herpes instead of superheroes. Ian, I don't. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> don't ask. Don't tell. Ian. Super herpes. Okay, super, that's not going to be a podcast it's T-shirt. W- it's it's one one keystroke. You, are you sure that wasn't from your safe search from before? You know how it knows what you searched yeah, for. Yeah, I was definitely <laughs> searching for Marvel Do super what? herpes. <laughs> um, these are beautiful cabinets. I love them. I love the team. Uh, the team molding. It's obviously it's green on the Ninja Turtles. It's blue for the the Marvel one. I've seen that the overlays wear out real quickly, though. Uh, what do you mean that the the graphics, like the sticker? Yeah, on them, like they like it, yeah, and all. Yeah, I've well, seen I've seen them get pretty thrashed. But for the price, well, these are what these are gonna be. What, I think four hundred dollars for the for the Turtles one because has four players. Or four or five hundred. Is there a price on 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 the Ninja Turtle one? They're usually three hundred. You think with the bigger control panel with the different more parts, it's going to be probably four. I would say. So, uh, Children of the Atom was first. Thank you, Ian. And uh, so, we talked about the Marvel superheroes one and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one, but they're doing oh, a Star Wars one. Real quick, Ninja Turtles will be three fifty. Okay. Marvel superheroes will be three hundred. That's reasonable. Yeah, for the extra hardware and stuff. That's reasonable. So, Star Wars uh, is getting an arcade wow. one up too, with the original Star Wars arcade, um, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. That's huge. That's Those games big. have never been properly home ported. Yeah, I mean, if you want to say like, okay, you have the 5200 version that's supposed to be decent, but no one owned that. You yeah, know. the 5200 version, there's a Coleco version, I believe, as well. Um is there a Clico one? Twenty six hundred one, fifty two hundred Clico vision. If there, if there, if it's not official, it's a homebrew. I was going to say, Ian, bring us to a halt. But here's the big deal about this, Ian. It, it has the yoke controller. Yeah, it's on there. Has the yoke yep. controller. Yeah, the, the original and that's, controller. And you can play these games with a joystick. A yoke is basically a joystick. You, you Left, right, up, down. But it's it feels so nice with the trigger buttons on your thumbs. Yeah, rotating. It feels so nice. Rotating and then being able to go up. It, it, it's, it it's feels awesome. nice. Yeah. Um, so that's a huge deal. Uh, the custom, So this they're saying this is going to be under $500. i am going to guess that that's, they didn't announce a price yet. But my guess is that that means $499. Maybe $450. Maybe I have a feeling the license is a little bit pricier. Uh, they know they can get the money out of fans and the controller. Every it's all free. every Star Wars nerd will buy this. This is going to be yeah. like when you and this is what we didn't bring up limited run is that when you talk about the Star Wars audience, it's not just I, games. It's the Star Wars crowd that may not be into video games but collect Star Wars shit. Right, exactly. You're going to have people that buy this stuff and buy the limited run stuff that don't care about the games or necessarily would want to buy any other arcade, but they'll buy the Star Wars one. Yeah. So this is a coup to get this. And to do the yoke controller properly, that might cost extra money because it's probably no one that makes a yoke controller. they got to start from scratch. It's not off the, you know, it's not off the shelf. Right. If there's an off-the-shelf uh, yoke controller, I should own it. You know, USB one, we would all own it and yeah. be playing on our <laughs> emulator. 
Star Wars Arcade is an excellent game. Oh, it's, it's still fantastic. Vector graphics. Yahoo! The, the, the voice act. It, it was probably the first time that a movie game was made that people were like, this is really fun. Yeah. Because it's a blast. Uh, you don't even have to like Star Wars to like it. It's no. just, it's a good game. Yeah, it's only a few stages and it revolves. Who so cares? It, it's three stages. So Star uh, Wars Arcade, um, it, it's... It just it's just the Death Star run, and basically you're in it's, space. You're it's do three the towers. stages of yeah. your approach. Yeah, Tie Fighters out there, towers, and then um, or towers, tunnel. Oh, out of space, space, towers, tunnel. towers. Yeah, tunnel. The tunnel, which was done excellently. Yeah, for for again, nineteen eighty. Yeah, it looks good. The shot, like nailing the shot, is satisfying. I just like yeah, I just love like the the low quality voice act. Like it's just great. And then Empire Strikes Back was an expansion um, expansion pack. It, it was an add-on uh, for it. I don't think they ever did a, a standalone. No, I don't okay, believe it because it came out. It was just a conversion kit. Conversion kit. Sorry. And not many people play that. I think I played that once ever. So I really not hugely familiar with that. I'm one. struggling to remember it because uh, most arcades wouldn't have had that because you just have Star Wars. Return of the Jedi is entirely different. Return of the Jedi is the isometric Trick. three quarters. Um, speeder inc- bike. Speeder bike. Uh, what is it? Speeder bike, Millennium Falcon. Uh, is it two Millennium Falcons or one Millennium Falcon? Speeder bike, Millennium Falcon. The only thing I remember. Two Millennium Falcon. Two because no one got past it ever because it's extremely difficult. Uh, these are all Atari game stuff, and Atari games obviously did a great job with this. Um, so for five hundred dollars, there's going to be an audience. Keep this in mind though, is that that price likely does not include the risers. So if you want to get this to a respectable level, these are all like four feet tall machines. You got to bend down. If you want to get these to like six feet, you got to buy the risers, basically a stand to put on top of it. Everyone's going to buy the, buy the, the riser for the Star Wars because it looks nice if that's the prototype one there. So really you're looking at, what does the risers cost? Usually like 80 I bucks? A, I think it was like 60 or something. It could be 80. So you're looking at five, let's just say 580 to, in order to get the whole package. I mean, considering that an actual Star Wars arcade machine is going to run two grand yeah, at this point, considerably more just for the one. But that's a full size one. This isn't full size. Yeah, but I mean, I think I think for people who just want to play it, the choice is clear. Well, yeah, absolutely. I think that once you get to the five hundred range, that's where you're tapping out on the price that you should that you'll be able to get for these. Not full, not full size. I don't arcades. think any of the other ones they could get five hundred for, but I think this one might just All be right. that sweet spot because of the dedicated controller. The regular ride is only forty bucks. I, I, it would be kind of, they probably will charge more for the Star Wars one just because for the license they might have to. So maybe it'd be fifty bucks, sixty bucks, because because the the, the one up riser doesn't have graphics on it. It's just a fucking yeah. piece of fucking plastic. It's literally just a standy, yep. and you put it inside. So it'll be the same shape, but. Star Wars graphics or Ninja Turtle graphics, so we'll just, we'll just say we'll just say five fifty for the whole package here. But uh, no, it's exciting. And then they they showed off at the side a, a little mini cocktail game. There's no, oh yeah, there's they're, no doing, I, on they're doing they're, they, they're doing two cocktail games. I did see the info somewhere. I don't know where now. There's a Pac Man. Um, there's a Pac-Man Namco one that I believe is going to have nine games on it. Okay. And then there's a another one that's going to have more. Uh, I don't know if the one that has more is. This is part of it, but they did show something interesting. Uh, Street Fighter Two in a cocktail cabinet. Um, it's never they've never done that before. And what it is is no matter where you sit. So if you sit on one end, half the screen shows you the fight properly. It like, mirrors it somehow. It mirrors it, and then on the other side of the screen, there's an it, it, it's an, it's split again and shows it to the other side. So, so that's kind of they're interesting. getting they're getting around the traditional 
cocktail thing of like swapping screens or having two different ones. I guess you'd have to well, usually traditionally it'd be a side by side cocktail if it was a fighting game. Right. But that that way you'll be able to have one screen and do Frogger back and forth too. If they figure out that type, that's pretty cool. So uh, I don't know about having a mini cocktail though, just because when well, you put your drink, you'll be able to see anything. I'm not play. sure that they're necessarily mini. It looks smaller, Ian. Uh, it was a lot smaller. You see the picture? Yeah. It was like this wide. Uh, it was smaller. It's going to be tough to squeeze six buttons down there. Yeah, sure. But, okay, so um, RK 1-Up's hitting it out of the park. Though. Now they have already like six or seven different one, ones of these. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for the Rampart add-on for the Rollerball one. All right, Ian, we got Polymega. Yeah, Polymega is announced an HD light gun. Uh, that will supposedly be compatible with all games. Uh, you can only use it on their system. And this is based off of a Kickstarter technology called uh, uh, Sindin. That basically, I guess, uh, is, was the Sindin light gun. I don't know how we missed this Kickstarter. It raised uh, 238,000 uh, uh, pounds, is that? I'm not doing any pat math on there, uh, but that's a lot of money. Um, and so it was supposed to be, this was basically a project to create an HD light gun. And it, they made it look like the Namco uh, uh, pistol. It looks a little like the gun con, yeah. So, um, so I'm guessing, obviously, they partnered with these people. Polymega yes. talked to these people and said, okay, you guys figure it out. And they, Oh, this was in the fall. Uh, so I'm sorry, it's supposed to be released in the fall, this Sindan light gun. So they're partnering with, this, with these folks to come out with, with their own version of an HD gun which we need we, we need with all these with, with all these clone consoles and HD clones it'd be nice to have one of these yeah so this is a, a, a smart marketing move to say well let's put this out with the Polymega this could be this could you know bring us sales here um, I would would hope that a company would, would do these separately than a console and you'd be able to sell a ton more right um, yeah I as as it is simply attached to the Polymega it's not crazy attractive to me although if you're going well, to get it it's great because it's one size fits all it does all of yeah them. You, the nes super nintendo genesis uh had some light gun games uh you know sega cd ps1 saturn there's there's a, there's a lot of light gun games when you combine those all yeah tons so i i'd love to try it out i definitely would have checked it out if i was at e3 i wasn't um so there we go honestly with something like this i really want to see it in action and tested before i say you know too much about it it's going to cost a hundred dollars so keep in mind that if you're if you're buying into the what's going to be potentially the polymega ecosystem you're going to have to buy the standalone units standalone unit this unit and then you buy the nes one separately the saturn one separately but then you got to buy the gun separately we're talking then you're rocking up six hundred dollars seven hundred dollars potentially eight hundred dollars that's what you're that's what you have to buy into in order to do this. Um, yeah, this isn't a solution to light gun problems necessarily for everyone. It's because I don't think people are going to buy a Polymega for light gun stuff necessarily. But we'll see. You don't know. Here's the thing. You don't know when you combine them all together. If it's just NES, I'd be like, no, who cares? It's like sure. 13 games. Who but cares? being able to play uh, like Point Blank, Time Crisis, that's, that is really appealing. It's appealing. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mini coup. I'm guessing they licensed the, you know, they licensed the tech. They're doing a deal. Obviously, these are, you know, um, obviously, we still have to have the Polymega come out to begin with before we even get to this point. Truth. Uh, so, I'm not saying it's not going to come out, but we're waiting for this to, to come out. So, um, I would probably say this to them. If they really wanted to 
push that this is going to be their their something that differentiates itself from Hyperkin. If Hyperkin doesn't figure this out, but I guarantee you, Hyperkin is going to try to in retrobit. They're going to try to you know backwards engineer this to figure sure. this out. Um, why not just do uh, do this as like some sort of packing? With one of their packages, like here's here's the light gun package. Yeah, a light whatever. gun package would make sense to me. A hundred dollars for a standalone, on top of everything else. Ugh, that's, yeah, that's, that's stretching. That's it. where the problem I, comes. Especially in. when I, I know Hyperkin has their um, HD gun just for Duck Hunt, based on the, the other Kickstarter, Friday, that. right? And that's like what twenty bucks, twenty five bucks. No idea, honestly. It's not that much money, but again, that's for one game. It even has the little cart add-on. The same way you had a modified uh, okay. cart. So, yeah. So, it's great to have a solution um, for a potential console coming out, but we need a solution for everything at this point. And obviously, it'd have to be, it would have to be, um, you know, per system add-on, but maybe you can't do maybe, maybe you can't do it unless it's a modern system. Maybe you just can't. You can't figure it out. It's too tough. Yeah. So... And they're doing emulation on there, so it would be, uh, you know, they could just tie into that I don't know. somehow. I don't know how we missed this Sin and Light Gun Kickstarter in the fall. No one alerted us. Hey, guys, on Twitter, you didn't alert us to this. I don't remember this. Because they, they showed them playing, let's see, Virtual Cop on a giant projector screen. Do our job. Do do our job getting us topics. New Light Gun that actually works. That's, that's on YouTube. <laughs> Sin and Light Gun on Raspberry Pi Revisited. I want to I check this out now. I want to check this out. All right, so we'll wait for the pie maker to come out, and then the light gun afterwards, maybe next year. We'll see where we're at there. So, All right, so uh, we have a Patreon. We don't have a Patreon poll this week. This was a special uh, news broadcast uh, episode. So why are you bringing up the Patreon? But if, yeah, just, you know, they might want to go check it out. Patreon.com slash CU Podcast. Uh, I'll have writing up by tomorrow. Someone said that. Uh, someone in, it was the funniest comment. Someone said you can. Someone said you could definitely tell Pat bullies Ian into talking about the Patreon. That was that was the comment. I, I responded, yes. I threatened with noogies and wedges. At one time, gave Ian a titty twister. Oof. In order to that was brutal. I, I think I got a titty twister one time from uh, Billy. Billy, I hung out with the older kid that we listened to. Uh, oh, Billy's. Um, I was talking about Billy real quick because we got a little bit of time. Billy had a very eclectic. I'm music calling case. my lift. <laughs> um, we listen to Guns N' Roses, uh-huh. N.W.A., Queen, and Prince. So it was very nice. I, 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 was, I was very cultured all across the range of Billy, music. Billy I, really helped you out. And then sometimes, though, he would get mad and, like, punch me. But, you know, but not oh, hard. Fucking Christ, Billy. Not in the face, but, you know, hard in the shoulder. When I beat him at NHL 93. Hard enough. You know. So thanks so much. We're going to be back Tuesday with a short CU podcast, a more traditional one. And um, I'll be at, uh, we'll be at Long Island. Yes, we will. I am excited about that. We're excited about that, and that's August 10th 10th and 11th. Go to, uh, what is it? Expo dot... Oh my god, I'm so bad with this. (laughs) Sorry, Wally. Fill dead air, Ian. (laughs) Hey, Pat. What are you doing? (laughs) I'm trying to find the website on my head. Uh, I'll also be at Too Many Games. Uh, it's expo.liretro.com for the Long Island Retro Game go. Expo, and I will be at Too Many Games in WoW in uh, in a week and a half. Uh, uh, June 21st to 23rd, I will be there. I'm still working on a certain Super Nintendo guidebook that you can order pre-order at ultimatesnes.com. The screenshots are getting put in. I'm up to. Um, I went backwards. I, I started at Z, went backwards for some of it. Then I went like forward from like Home Improvement up to meet the M's. I'm doing weird. So now I need like the B, C's, D's, and E's. I'm, I'm left with an F's. 
All right. And Ian, for some reason, has to call his lift before we, we sign off. So we're signing off. Bye. Bye. <laughs>